going on, people? Um, we're back. We're back here. You know, I mean, we feel like a broken record, but we're busy kids. Uh, just trying to stay on top of things. Uh, as our school load gets down a little bit, I'm sure we'll have a little bit more time to film these episodes. But, uh, you know, we're just we're just doing our best out here. So what we're going to do now, it's like a little halfway sort of recap type episode. Uh, we're going to recap the last two cards that we haven't talked about. Uh, and then that's going to kind of set the stage for next week when we're going to set up the next card and get into our normal show programming. Um, first off, how you doing? How are you feeling? How's your week going? Uh, pretty good. You know, I've been on top of my schoolwork, uh, doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no complaints here. A lot of good fights been happening recently. Great fights. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, we're going to start with UFC 273, uh, headlined by Alexander Volkanovsky defeating Chan Sung Jung. But we'll start at the bottom with uh, Mark O. Madsen defeating Vince Bichel. Uh What were your thoughts on this fight? You know, Mark Madsen, right, Olympic silver medalist, yeah, and freestyle, right? Marco, yeah. Marco, what country is he from? Canada. Canada. And honestly, I'm not all that impressed. Me neither. <laughs> um, I mean, he's really old. Um, he, he, he's, he's solid, right? Like he's solid. And it's his first couple of fights. He can get better, but I thought he lost to Clay Guida in his last fight. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he clearly beat Pichel here. Uh, but Pichel's also you know, no spring chicken himself. Uh, but there's a fight coming up for him that I think could make sense. That we'll uh, we're gonna we're gonna make some fights after we recap the cards. But I think that there's a there's a good fight for him that maybe came about yesterday evening. Uh, all right, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know about enough fights for for Marco Madsen. <laughs> I mean, I just like with you know when the guy is an Olympic silver medalist. Do you expect a little I, bit more than undefeated than record? Yeah, I you know high expectations. <laughs> yeah, and um, not all that impressive in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's green. He's just getting started, but, but I think you're right. All right, move on Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. What are you actually thoughts? like a great fight? I really enjoyed watching that fight. Uh, how'd you score it? Um, I scored it for Mackenzie. You did? Yeah, I mean, I'm also you know a fan of hers. May have swayed by. I judgment a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, very, honestly, very close fight. It all depended on how you score um, that Kimura. Right. When she locked up. It was really close. Other than that, the round that round was all Torres. Um, but the Kimura, like, obviously won the won the card. The two of the judges score cards. I thought Torres was going to get the nod. I would have given it to McKenzie, but I thought Torres was going to get the win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now yeah. this that's a really interesting spot because I believe that like Tisha probably. Would have gotten a title or would have been in title contention with a win there. Uh, but now that she takes a loss, Mackenzie puts herself right back in that conversation. I don't think she's ready for a title shot immediately. No. <laughs> but certainly puts herself in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's another one of these prospects who a lot of people were really high on to begin with. I know she did she come into the UFC undefeated? Not yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, she lost her first fight and then she went on a big streak and then just lost her most recent fight to Marina Rodriguez. Yeah, a great jiu-jitsu, obviously. That's kind of what she's known for. I think she needs to work on having a more well-rounded game. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Um, she can't rely on pulling guard in these big fights. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna can't work. rely on pulling guard in the UFC, honestly. Like, I mean, some people can make it work, but you really can't, like... I mean, know. some people can make it work against, you know, for lack of a better term, bums. Or unless, like, you're, unless you're Paul Craig. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> even, like, Paul Craig, you know, 
once he gets to the top of the division, it's going to be like you should not be pulling guard against those guys. You know? <laughs> like we saw it with um, Bellator, dude. Really good just ankle ankle lock guy. Or Ryan Hall. Yeah, it's not a Bellator guy, but yeah. No, Gary Gary Tonin. Is Gary, that yeah, one FC, yeah. Gary Tonin, who got knocked um, out by Tom Lee. Yeah, like you can get by um, doing that type of stuff against – like you know, guys who guys who don't know what they're doing there. Yeah, but then you you know you're gonna hit that wall eventually, and we saw that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Damian Maya, I would say, is an example of someone who really took it to the highest level, um, but he never could get past it. But Damian Maya also had like good takedowns too. Yeah, he wasn't just a guard baller. He had like a lot of a lot of stuff that he did. So yeah, I think it's a very interesting, uh, interesting you know fights to make and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think. 115 is obviously very interesting. There's that title fight coming up next month between uh, Esparza and Rose. And I think McKenzie will be watching that one very closely. Yeah, All right. Sure. Fight of the year so far, Hamza Shumaya versus Gilbert Burns. Uh, what were you taking on? How did you score this one? Because I, I, I'm hearing a lot of debate, and I don't really think that there should be. <laughs> um, you know, obviously it all comes down to the third round, right? Yeah. Very Hamza clearly, very clearly one-on-one. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, the pressure of Hamza is really what I think won this fight. It was for sure a close round. Um, he was able to put Gilbert down a few times, yeah. like with takedowns, but he didn't really want anything to do with him on the ground, which I understand. Um, Where Gilbert's so scary off his back row. He almost, he like, like the commentators weren't even addressing like those arm bars, but they were like scary. The arm bars were like scary. They were. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I did score for Hamza, though. I agree. Um, and I mean, we can talk about, this division later. What, this division is a fucking mess, honestly. Yeah. Um. Who knows what's going to go down in that division? I mean, Dana will tell you, like, all these things. And they never happen. Yeah. That likely, <laughs> like, you know, you need the fighters to comply. And, I mean, I believe Hamzad is willing. I mean, he's not going to be willing. Are to you going that. full off into that beard? Huh? Are you, like, going full on into that beard? You're, like, you're doing it? Sure. Why not? No, I mean, it looks good. Thanks. I'm just... Are you, are you not like growing the mustache or anything too, or it's just the beard? Can't grow a mustache. No mustache. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want you to get accused of looking like Moe's shrewd from the office. <laughs> anyway, enough. Of I decided how to throw that in. <laughs> back to the fights. Back to the fight. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really thought it was a great fight, and I don't think it like takes Hamzat's stock down at all. Exactly. Uh, I really think that you know people are like saying, "Oh, he looked human." Yeah, he looked human against Gilbert Burns, who I honestly believe it like is the second or third best welterweight in the world right now. Yeah, a guy who almost knocked out Usman, who really yeah. had a lot of us, I mean, a lot of us Usman fans scared in that fight. It looked like yeah. he might be able to stop it there. But yeah. um, Interesting fights all around, for sure. For sure, yeah. All right, um, now we go to the co-main event, and how did you score this one? <laughs> a lot of controversial decisions on this card, obviously. Um, me being the huge Aljo fan that I am, um, it's the first round. That's like what everybody's talking about, right? In the second round. But Aljo had his back for like the entire round. The second round, was it a 10 8 or not? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, depending on the judge, I mean, when Aljo controls the guy's back for the entire fight, just right, or the entire round, rains on sh- down shots on him, I believe it's a 10 8. And I do think with the pressure and the output that Aljo puts in, like he just did more. He worked harder than Pedrion in that first round. And I think that's what it came down to overall. Yeah, I scored the fight 48-46 for Aljamain Sterling. I didn't really think it was that close. Like, I didn't think I didn't think the first round was, like, 
that controversial. I mean, Peter was coming forward and throwing big shots, but he wasn't landing anything of significance, whereas Aljo is being the smarter guy. Um, and right away when we saw Aljo in that first round, I knew that, like, this was going to be a much different fight um, because of the way he was fighting. He wasn't, like, pouring it on early. Yeah. He was, like, fighting very smart, throwing the kicks, jabs. Um, the I scored at 48-46. Uh, the fifth round was close up until the takedown at the end by Jan. Um, and the second or third round were very dominant for Aljo. The fourth round was very dominant for Jan. Uh, and the first round I gave very closely to Sterling. So, yeah, I scored it. Four, and I scored the second round at 10-8. Uh, just because honestly, I believe there's, but there, in my opinion, in both of these last two fights, there was no wrong decision. If you ask me, like, for, for the, the Hamza, if Hamza lost, I think that would have been wrong. Yeah, I mean, and like, also, like, the, the not scoring the second round of 10 8 for Aljo, I don't understand. I don't, I just don't get it. Like, it's hard, you know. Um, how do you give Michael Chandler a 10 8 against Charles Oliveira? True. And then you don't give that a 10 One knockdown, like, yeah. I mean, that was just like a – like, and DC was talking about this too. He's like, that was a 10-8. It was. It just was. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's obviously, like, this affinity towards striking over grappling that we still see, like, in the ju- with the judges, you know? Yeah. Um, Pretty ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. And it's not like Aljo, like, wasn't doing anything either. Like, he was landing big punches. Yeah, for sure. The whole the whole round. So Aljo's back control is second to maybe only Charles Oliveira in the he might be like the best in the sport. Yeah, yeah. Him and Khabib and Charles Oliveira, Charles Oliveira, like that's it. Yeah. All right, now we can go to the featherweight main event. How did you score this? I'm just kidding. True domination by Volkanovski. Obviously, yeah, I mean, like, he looked like he was on a different planet. Yeah, and I think it was kind of what we all expected to see. Um, I believe that, you know, him and Max are steps ahead of the rest of the division, um, the, what, what they do to fighters. I mean, Brad, the Brian Ortega fight, like, obviously, Brian had some moments, but yeah. what uh, they do to fighters, you know, just, like, lets us know that they're ahead. And I think that's certainly um, something we need to talk about. Uh, at that yeah. Is. yeah, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's pretty obvious the way that needs to go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm taking Max there anymore, to be honest, but just from the way Alex has been fighting. But anyway. You can also take a second and talk about the Bellator card, right? I mean, sure. Yeah, we can get to Bellator a little bit. I mean, yeah. I didn't watch it. Like, I watched it, but. I did not, but I saw, you know. I'm going to say that the, this is a pretty big flop for Bellator, unfortunately. I think that they really. Biggest star. Got kind of screwed over, in my opinion. Uh, Corey. I'm, I was talking about. No, 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 I'm talking about. I'm talking about McKee. I thought McKee clearly won that fight. Yeah. Your three um, rounds to two. I thought he won the first three rounds pretty quickly. Fair. Um, or, I know. I thought he won one, three, four. So people, you know, if AJ McKee is talking about coming to the UFC. Yeah. He, can't be fight, he also can't be fighting like that. That was just, it yeah. was like a bad performance. He wasn't using the wrestling. Uh, he was just spamming spinning attacks. Uh, he thought he was going to be able to knock the guy out. Clearly. Yeah. And, you know, Pitbull's like, you know, I, I would, I, I think Pitbull would be like, top 10 in the UFC. But I also think that Pitbull's really, really smart in the way he fights in rematches. So I don't know. I mean... Didn't Pitbull, like, knock out Michael Chandler, though? He knocked out Michael Chandler. <laughs> so, yeah. who knows? Yeah. That's good, clearly. He's very... Yeah, he's very good, obviously. But I don't know. I, I think that's probably going to be a trilogy. Uh, but yeah, I don't And then the Corey Anderson fight. Yeah, Corey Anderson clearly beating Vadim Nemkov, like, was not... That close up to that point. 
and then lands an accidental headbutt. The fight is ruled a no contest, and they're going to have to run that one back. So clearly a tough break for Bellator. I mean, they really put a lot into this card. This was their biggest card of all time and uh, kind of flopped a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I think like that Corey Anderson versus Vadim Nemkov fight really shows like the levels between the UFC and Bellator. Like Corey Anderson was kind of a perennial contender in the UFC for a long time, regardless of the improvements that you may think he's made. Um, he went out there and he killed the, the guy who was supposed to be, you know, he, who was that guy in Bellator yeah. or one of those guys, you know. Um, well, you know that uh, Corey has a win over Glover Teixeira, who's the current UFC champion. Yeah, but like, so does like half the fucking light heavyweight. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah Glover, Glover really turned a corner, didn't he? Um, yeah. Who knows? Um, I, mean, I, I honestly, sort of think, I honestly he, think it's very clear that Yuri Prochaska is the number one heavy, light heavyweight in the world. Um, uh, depending on how this next one goes, obviously. But yeah, I agree. Uh, we got, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. Now we can get into last night's event. Uh, a couple of good ones. Uh, before we get into the main card, I just want to talk about Jakar Close. Uh, found his way back uh, after that tough injury. I don't know if you remember when he was pushed by Jeremy Stevens in a face-off after weigh-ins. Uh, and he suffered uh, nerve damage in his neck that's kept him out for the last two years. No, but I do uh, really like Jakar Close. I remember watching yeah. him quite a long time ago. Yeah, that bo- he had that great fight with Benil Dariush. Yeah. Uh, he has some really crazy knockout power. But, yeah, he's been on the sideline for two years because he was pushed by Jeremy Stevens after weigh-ins, and he had nerve damage in his neck after getting whiplash. Jeez. Um, so now he finds his way back into the division and called out someone who's uh, – so I think would be a very – the right fight for him. Who do you call out? Uh, well, I mean, I, we can talk about that. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's a fight that absolutely makes sense and is a really favorable matchup for Dukar. Um, we can also uh, – something I want to bring up, I mean, maybe we should do this, like, at the end of the card. Uh, two fights, you know, um, got stopped or, you know, technical yeah. decisions. It's, so- like, almost like Aljamain Sterling set a standard for that to be okay for you to do, to just, like, quit when you're, lo- like, when you're losing, you know? Well, no, so those guys, those guys were winning. And they landed. No, oh no! The the one guy was getting his ass kicked. Who? You think? Um. Well, Chris Barnett. You think he was winning that fight? No, no, no. He lost though. Yeah. Yeah. So he was losing. Then he got hit illegally, and then he's like, "I'm done." And then they scored it. Yeah, but like finish out the damn fight, you know? It's Dude, like it was a hard elbow to the back of the head. Are you serious? Well, I didn't. I didn't see that one, but like. The, <laughs> uh, he he but, was unconscious uh, just about. It looked like it hurt really bad. But the. Uh, Kyle Bra. We'll talk about it later. The Kyle, Kyle Bra- Bra- yeah, no, that guy. That guy looked like he was putting it on just a little bit. I mean, but the, like you see, when the knee hit, there was almost there's also no like, and there's also like 45 seconds left in the fight. Yeah, there's like no reaction when he actually need him. Yeah, and then like the ref jumps in. The guy's like, oh, yeah, a little. There's a little bit of a. I don't know. All right, uh, we talk. Yeah, I just think they should finish finish out those fights. Yeah, Munir Lazes versus Angelusa. Pretty dominant win for Munir. Uh, obviously, he's coming off of Dana White looking for a fight. Uh, was discovered by Dana White's son off of social media and signed to the UFC. Um, put together a little run in the UFC now. I uh, don't know if I'm going to go matching him up in any fights quite yet. I think he's fighting the right kind of guys right now, building himself up. Uh, but I believe he's undefeated. No. Or he has one 11, loss? 11 and two. Okay. So, I mean, even so, like, he's undefeated in the UFC. 
uh, putting together a couple good wins, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. Did you catch that fight? Um, no, nah, that was the one fight on the main card I did not catch, actually. I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now, though. It looks like it was a kickboxing matchup. Um, yeah, Munir, Munir kind of just – Also, like, this guy's not undefeated in the UFC, is he? What? This guy's not undefeated. He's not undefeated in the UFC, really. No, he, he lost his last fight to Warley Alves. Oh, Warley Alves sticking around. Warley Alves is the only guy to beat Colby Covington. That's fine. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, but. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, good win for Renier. Uh, like, like, now, like, this dude at Featherweight, actually, Pat Sabatini. Yeah, extremely good. Pat, he was good. He was real good. Um, great back control again, like dominating the grappling, landed huge body kick. They gave him a 10-8 for exactly the same second round that Sterling had pretty much. Um, but also, yeah, for real, even maybe like a less dominant second round. So like, oh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm extremely impressed with this guy. Um, I yeah. think he should get a fight against some top 15 guy next. Yeah, for sure. He's extremely strong. Uh, you can see putting him in there. I don't want to put him, like, I don't want to put Edson Barboza to do that again. Uh, but I could see like Edson Barboza type of guy, you know, maybe like Dan Ige. That might be a, a good fight for him. Yeah. Any of those, you know, I mean, I can look those French guys. We'll talk about this at the end of the episode, but yeah, right. Um, All right. Uh, Myra Bueno Silva versus Wu Yanan. Um, uh, Myra Bueno Silva versus Yanan Wu. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I was impressed by Silva. Yeah. She looked, she looked good. Uh, nothing too special, though, but yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised at how she fizzled out a little bit late. Um, she seemed to get a little bit tired uh, after hunting for the finish pretty aggressively early. Uh, but reined it back in in the third round and uh, got control back. So I'd like to see yeah, that. I thought this was a fun fight to watch. I mean, a lot of output. Yanan Wu uh, always moving. It was like a, a stylistically very interesting striking matchup. Um, I think it just came down to like Myra Bueno, bueno hits so much harder. And yeah, not even close, yeah. Yanamu, so, yeah. Um, All right. The next one was actually really cool. <laughs> it was, like, a great knockout. Yeah. Um, Andre Fialio taking out Fialio Baeza, who is, like, a good up-and-comer. Uh, Fialio, you know, kind of uh, a sleeper. He made his UFC debut on short notice uh, against Michelle Pereira. Uh, right? No, he lost to Michelle Pereira. It was oh, close. Really? It was close. Um, so then you get uh, – you get a win over Mio Baeza, who, if you remember, had a really, really good close fight with Ponzinibbio last year. Uh, took a close loss to Ponzinibbio. Uh, and now you got Fialio, who's looking like, you know, he could be cracking close to the top 15. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing with these, like, big power punchers. They struggle against those guys that move a lot, like Michelle Prayer. I remember, like, you know, Chaos Williams. Everybody was super high on him. And then you get in there against a guy who's not going to stand in front of you and doesn't like take those clean shots and it becomes a different fight. Yeah. So obviously I think he has a lot to work on. I was super impressed. Um, He doesn't, I think, you know, he needs to fight some, some other people before he gets to top 15. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, like French top 15 guys, right? Yeah. The guys who are on the edge. Um, We're talking about the, the co or the co-main. Extremely impressed with this guy. Yeah, two guys uh, out of Dana White's uh, contender series who I was really high in both of them. Kyle actually won a fight, did not get a contract, and then came back and won another fight to get his contract. Uh, looked just, like, absolutely amazing doing it. Uh, 
there's that little illegal knee in the third round that, you know, I don't know. I mean, it looked intentional-ish, but I mean, it's, it's, it's like intentional, it's like at that point, I hate to like call one of those fouls intentional because like nobody's trying to lose the fight, you know, like yeah. nobody wants to get disqualified. It's a situation like, where it looked like Kyle was trying to pick up his hand to hit him with the knee. And then in that situation, you're definitely committing an intentional foul. No, but I didn't. I, didn't. I think it's just like heat of the moment. You didn't realize. Yeah. It's like an instinctual thing. I mean, but you also have like Conor McGregor blatantly kneeing Khabib in the head while he's Conor on McGregor the- did that. He was a dirty fighter, and every every time he fights, he's a dirty fighter. Yeah, and like the refs didn't even do shit. Like literally just kneed Khabib in the head while he was on bottom. Yeah, <laughs> grabbing the cage in every fight. He grabbed Poya's gloves in his last fight. And has never been like a point deducted, nothing. Yeah. Um, no, they, yeah. will. they will. I have a feeling um, they're, getting, they're getting tighter on that. But I was this guy, the guy who was fighting is a world combat sambo champ, right? Yeah. He just made him like look like an amateur grappler. The grappling exchanges were not close not at all. Um, the Brazilian, um, how do you pronounce his name? Kyle Baralio. Kyle, not Chow. Kyle. 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 Okay, Baralo, Baralio. Um, he, sma- he smashed this guy, like smashed. <laughs> Wasn't even close. Yeah, he beat the shot. Yeah. And you like see these Russians with an undefeated record, and you instantly assume like they're gonna win. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just not close. Yeah, that was a great showing for Kai. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I really like seeing him on the contender series. Uh, he was super disappointed when he came back when he won his first fight to get a contract because he didn't get a stoppage, and so he came back and accepted a fight at 205 uh, on another contender white contender series show like three weeks after. Weighed in at 200 pounds and then beat up uh, this guy who he was a super big underdog against to get a contract. Uh, so very cool. Yeah. All right. Who's that man? Yeah. Welterweight, main event. Our boy. Remember the name. Bully Bilal Bully. Muhammad. <laughs> Bully Bilal Muhammad. Uh, frequenter of Valco BJJ. Uh, and our, our usual Chicago martial arts circuits. Uh, getting it done once again with the wrestling. Uh, I scored at 49-46 for Muhammad. One of the judges had it 48-47. I don't mind that. Fourth round was close. Uh, but, yeah, I had it 49-46. And, you know, really, really outclassed uh, someone who's like, you know, they really can't talk about him anymore because, you know, Stephen Thompson might have been over the hill. Maya might have been over the hill. Vicente Luque is in the prime stretch of his career. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, what else do you have to say about this guy? We doubt him every fight. You know, we say he's not the best striker. He's not the best grappler, but he's good everywhere. Yeah. He puts it all together. He's a true mixed martial artist, you know? And I remember um, someone uh, whose name rhymes with Smarly Smocks said in our podcast when this fight got made, I don't really see any way Will Bilal can win this fight. <laughs> I mean, it really just didn't make much sense. You know, you think if it goes to the ground, Luke has that, that Darius, the really good submission game. I mean, yeah. submitted. Yeah. And um one of the most vicious guys in the history of the sport, honestly. Like yeah. when he hits people, it does not and but Bilal just in I the mean, third round, crazy. I was a little I was a little spooked for a second in the third round, but Bilal looked like he was like he got a little he got a little hurt in that third round, but um yeah, no, I really uh I really like his performance from Bilal. I just hesitate when you know. All right, I guess we can start matching up fights now since we're done with everything. But I, I, I have a little bit more to talk about Bilal. Okay, I mean, I hesitate. Like, 
if you're talking about like the top top of this division, everyone at the top top of this division is a really really good wrestler. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how he adapts there. I would say. Um. Yeah. There's kind of like this archetype. I mean, I see a lot of similarities between like Bilal's game and Colby's game for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, like volume, pressure doesn't they neither of them hit that hard, but they touch you and they touch you and they go and they time to take down off the strikes. But also, um, Blau, you know, he got hurt, he got knocked out and hurt. But like, if Vincente Luque can't put you away, like, I don't <laughs> also, think there was the fifth round where Luque hooked up on a front headlock, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Um, and everything he says has been true. Like Colby is fighting like Masvidal, two losses. He fights on a fight, ended his fight on a ended his career on a fight. Not fight. to take anything away from Colby, because obviously, you know, I do believe he deserves that number one contender spot. Like, or not, not as in like fighting Usman again, but he, I do believe he is the second best guy in that division. I don't know. Um, it's like that's the thing. Like matchups makes fights, right? So you can't like. You can't like say that. I don't, I don't know if you can say that Colby's the second best guy just because of the way he fought Usman. I think he's got to beat some of these under contenders. And honestly, I think like a guy like Gilbert Burns, you know, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, it might not, might not be like a good matchup for Colby. I don't think it's a good matchup at all. I mean, yeah. what is Col- Colby's going to take him down? He's going to have to deal with a monster yeah. off of his back. And yeah. I think Gilbert, you know, Gilbert's definitely the more powerful striker. I think I think what we're seeing with Chimaev is a version of Colby that just hits a little bit harder and is a more of a submission threat. Chimaev, Chimaev just is, he goes forward, he wrestles, and he's got he hits harder and he's more of a submission threat. Yeah, but the striking styles are very different. Um, like Colby, you know, he's like with the combos and the just touch, 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 touch. You know, it's like a like almost like a Max Holloway style. He's just touching you, and I mean, like you're saying, more power. But I don't think like. You know, Hamza throws more intense, and I think Colby could have more power if he threw, you know, with more intention. Like, he doesn't put everything behind his shots like Hamza True. does. True. And then we can all right, we can start moving into making these fights. Yeah. So, let's start. You want to talk what about – just Yeah, what Stephanie is just like is the focus right now. Um, and I have some ways that I think this should go. You have some ways that you think this should go. Why don't you talk about the ways you think this should go? Um. I think Hamza needs to get the next title shot um, or after – or, no, just next. You know, people – Dana said, like, Leon Edwards, right? That's so horseshit. Like, I agree. Like, what has Leon done to deserve that? Like, almost get knocked out by Nate Diaz? His like biggest, that's, His biggest win is over Vicente. And I. Yeah, his biggest win is over Vicente Luque, who just lost the ball. Yeah. And, um, you know, he doesn't want to fight everybody like what Bilal was saying. Bilal is willing to fight, like, all these guys, you know. He's um, one of the few guys in this division that when he says, like, when he says something, he means it. Like, Colby does all this talking, but he doesn't mean nothing that he says. And Bilal's just like um, – so I'm thinking Hamzat needs to fight Usman next, especially because you don't want to risk Hamzat taking a loss. Yeah, that, that, he's, like, he's such a big money machine right now. Yeah. Um, and it, I honestly, you know, there's a chance he could lose to Colby. I mean, it's not like – Colby would oh, really good. Yeah. I think Colby would open that fight as the favorite, probably. Seeing well, right now, it. right now in the future's odds, uh, Chimaev is a slight favorite. Okay, but Colby's um, like plus 140 or something. Yeah. And then if he would lose that, you know, that takes all the hype away from him. And we're talking about, you know, possibly one of the biggest pay-per-views of all time, him versus Usman. Put another good fight on that card, maybe have 
Connor on that shit or something, you know. Uh, but yeah, and then Gilbert. Or, then I think I want to yeah, see Gilbert versus Gilbert, Gilbert, I, see Gilbert. I would love to see Bilal versus Colby. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's an ideal situation if you just want to hang Leon out to dry. Um, but I kind of do want to. I mean, he hasn't fought anyone. I think he needs. I think he actually needs to beat somebody. He needs to fight Gilbert Burns. I think. I think. I think probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And we're all saying this like this is going to happen, which is not. We all know that Leon and Usman are going to fight. Probably. I you doubt think, it. You don't think it's going to happen? You think Usman Leon's going to trip over a wire or something and get injured? And- Something's going to happen. I mean, like it always does with Leon. Yeah. Something always happens. So then we could do. We could see uh, Leon versus Burns, and then I would like, or no, I would like to see Burns get like a nice fight, like give him Masvidal. You know, I mean, Masvidal just pisses me off. <laughs> I, I I like to see Burns Masvidal, and then you could give Leon like Sean Brady. Yeah, Sean mm-hmm. Brady's so good. He is. Like, and that's the thing. If if Leon beat Sean Brady, Leon they- will never take that fight. No. Not a chance. Never. But I would say if Leon beat Sean Brady, then I would actually give him the title shot. I'd be like, yeah, take it. Yeah. But do you think Leon even wants to fight for the title? Like, bro, he only fights, like, his last two fights that he accepted are against, like, guys that he thought he could just straight up whoop on. Like, yeah. he thought he could whoop on Bilal, which he was winning that fight. Um, And it's like Nate Diaz. Like, bro, like, do you really want to fight the guys at the top of the division? Because it doesn't really seem like he wants to. Yeah, I don't know. I think he just like he wants to fight Usman and he wants like the easiest road to Usman as possible. I don't know. Seventy to be the I think I think Bilal and Hamza are both one fight away from a title shot, um, and they could be put in a title shot right now. But I think I think Bilal and Hamza are two viable contenders. You could have Bilal and Hamza fight each other if Colby wants to go to eighty-five, or if he wants to fight the, the fifty-five pounder Dustin Poirier, or if he wants to you know do all this other stuff. Then I think you could have you could have, uh, and I don't love that for Bilal. Obviously, Bilal and Hamza. I don't really think that's such a fair problem, but I, I don't mind it. I mean, Bilal's got a chin, right? He's not going to yeah. get taken down. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I you know I didn't I didn't think he was going to be Luke either. Here we are. So <laughs> yeah, I think like uh, Sean Brady can really fight any of these like anybody that's ranked above him. I don't want to see him fight Masvidal or Wonder Boy. But how about giving Vincente Luque? Sean Brady versus Vincente Luque. It's a real good fight right now, actually. I agree with that. Um, and then, yeah, so I think you can do Masvidal Wonderboy, too. That's a great fight. Yeah. Um, Wonderboy. That sounds pretty good. We can talk about 145 title, 135 title, too, really quick. And then we can move on to, like, some of the the more um, deep cut fights. Yeah? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, 145, it's pretty obvious they're going to be doing uh, Holloway versus Volkanovski the third fight. I know there were actually small rumored talks of this yeah. of this summer of Holloway versus Emmett. Um, a fight that you clearly don't like. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, Max Holloway is just like, I mean, yes, he likes to stay active, but why does he need to fight Emmett? What more does he have to prove? I, he just wants to stay active. I mean, he needs to make money. He wants to fight. Yeah, but you're putting yourself in situations where it's like, if you keep fighting, then he no, he had no need to fight Yair Rodriguez either. Yeah, but I get he wants to stay active and make money, but you know you're just prolonging the title. Yeah, spot. yeah I guess I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to see the Volkanovski Holloway fight, especially because I thought Holloway won the second fight. 
there's also been rumors of Volkanovski moving up, wanting to move up to 55. I mean, yeah, but that, that, that's just that's just him blowing smoke. Like there have there haven't been actually anyone like saying that yet. There's like there are talks about the Holloway Emmett fight. Like that's real. I mean, Emmett, Josh Emmett, like the bald headed Voldemort looking dude. <laughs> yeah, he just he just beat Danny Gay like really dominantly. He had re- and he was off for a long time because of injury. I think. Is there Max Holloway will open that fight as like a minus two point five k favorite. <laughs> Emmett's good, Emmett's good. All right. Max is on another level, man. We go to 35. Uh, obviously, it looks like it's going to be TJ Dillashaw next. Uh, where do you think you go with Peter Young? I mean, I personally would like to see the rematch, the, the trilogy. Really? Um, Why? Yeah. I just think – You don't think TJ is next up? I mean, I think TJ versus Jose Aldo should be made for a – I'll go number one contender fight. I don't mind that at all, actually. I think we could do, yeah, you could do Sterling versus Jan three to really settle it. And then you could do TJ versus Aldo for a number one contenders fight. And then we have the Rob Fonchio Vera in a couple weeks. That'll be mm-hmm. a great fight. Uh, and then I wanted to see Corey Sandhagen get in there, but it looks maybe Corey Sandhagen versus Dominic Cruz. Corey Sandhagen versus Sean O'Malley. Book it right now. Oh, God. <laughs> You're that hot on O'Malley. I, I think Corey would eat him alive. Personally, great fight. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think. I think Corey would take it. Be big money for him. You could like. You could do like headline like an ABC type fight card with that. Yeah, I feel like you know Sean came in like, and he still is a big star. But like, the longer we're just give like, well, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get paid less than he's worth. Yeah, but the longer he waits around, the less the you know people are starting to forget who he is. It's like. He was supposed to be like the next Conor McGregor, and since him, we've have like we have Patty Pimpett and we have Hamzat now, who both have kind of like overshadowed him, just because they've been more willing to fight. I mean, Patty Pimpett is like whatever. We're not even going to talk about him, but Hamzat, he's been yeah. more. Will- I mean, yeah, Hamzat will fight every weekend if you let him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if he, you know, who knows if he doesn't get kicked in the leg against Cheeto Vera, what would happen? But, um. I would. I want to see him get in there soon again versus somebody in the top like eight. Yeah, Sandhagen's good. Keep I mean, you, could do, you do Dominic Cruz. Uh, even put Frankie Edgar in there against O'Malley. I'd like to see that. Um, I mean, I Frankie Edgar's kind of on the way down. Not a good matchup for Sean. Obviously, I know, I know, but that's the thing. Like Frank, but Frankie's on the way down, and Sean's got to be able to beat those guys if he wants to crack the top of the division. I mean, you think it's a good, not a good matchup for Sean when Corey knocked out Frankie Edgar in eighteen seconds? It wasn't at 18 seconds. It was like a minute and a half. 30 something. 30 something. Whatever. Yeah, he caught him coming in. Uh, for sure. But so we'll see what happens with uh also there's guys, there's guys like Song Yadong that are lurking. Uh just retired. Marab. Marab. I mean Marab, like, what do you do with Marab? Yeah, because he you can't do, even, he's not gonna fight Aljo. Yeah, you do Marab versus uh Peter Young. But Marab's not gonna fight Aljo. I know. You go Marab versus Pierrion. But like, what is he doing in this division if he's not going to fight? I don't the know. He'll figure it out. The future problem, or they, or they'll fight. I mean, what, so what, sad, the, what they're saying now is they won't fight, which means I will only get paid a lot to fight. That's true. <laughs> but that, that, that's code for I'll get paid a lot to fight. Who Remember leaves? when John Jones and Rashad, Rashad Evans said they never fight, and then all of a sudden they saw paychecks. They're like, yeah, well, no. we'll figure John it out. I don't believe Aljo or Marab or scumbags like John Jones. Not scumbags, bro. Like, it's business. They they each want to catch a bag, right? I mean, I would. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I think Marab should either, I mean, move up maybe. No, it's just like such a tough spot. What about Marab versus Song Yudong? It's a good fight. Yeah, I guess. Interesting. All right, now we can talk about some more of these deep cut fights. One that uh, Drakkar Close was calling for last night was Mark Madsen. Drakkar oh. Close versus Mark Madsen. And I think it's a great call out by Drakkar because I don't think there's a chance in hell he loses to Mark Madsen. Me neither. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like Mark Madsen did not really impress me at all, to be honest. Mark Madsen is low-key like uh, Josh Emmett's twin. <laughs> like the same Yeah, person. Josh Emmett is like so much swoller. And so much better at fighting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on him, but he's fine. Like Mark, he's Madsen. a good fighter. He's a good fighter. He actually is undefeated. You know, he's good. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see him fight for close. I think that's an appropriate step up. Um, and the winner of that fight will be probably top fifteen caliber type of guy. We'll get some good fights. But I think that's a good introduction. I, I like that close didn't call out anyone in the top fifteen. Uh, but he was like, he was like being all aggressive toward Mark Madsen last night. He was like, Mark Madsen, where you at, bitch? Like, what did Mark Madsen do to you? <laughs> also, it's Mark Madsen. It's not like <laughs> he's Canadian dog. Relax. <laughs> it's like, oh sure, buddy, I'll accept the fight. <laughs> um, a couple other guys I want to talk. About. I mean, we can talk about Mackenzie Dern. Who do you think she uh, should be fighting? I don't even know. I don't know what the landscape of one fifteen looks like enough. Um, there's that fight with Zhang Wei Li and Yana. The rematch just got booked. That's a real good fight. Uh Joanna's not in the rankings right now. She hasn't fought in three years. Yeah. Jeez. It's been so long. Yeah. She hasn't fought since the last Whaley fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you could see, like, oh, if Dern, you could see, like, the rematch, honestly, versus, but I don't think anyone wants to see that, the Marie Rodriguez rematch. Yeah. Um, I think Mackenzie can just wait and see, see what comes up. She's still, like, I think two fights away from being in, like, contention, seriously, at this point. Yeah, um, how about you give her Amanda Lemos and see if she can. Well, Lemos is fighting Jessica Andrade next weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, so that'll be that. Like, you could see Mackenzie Dern fighting the winner of that fight. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, me too. A couple other guys that I think are maybe like um, Ch- Kyle Barallo and Pat Sabini, I think are both ready. Yeah. For top 15 guys. Um, I think so. Pat Sabini uh, and 80. What? They're uh, 70 and 85, right? Pat, Pat, Pat 17 is a 4,500. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. But, yeah, so like you see him against, like, Edson Barboza, Danny Gay type, like I was talking about before. Yeah. Uh, Any of you guys. Just at the edge of the division. Uh, who's, ranked like, who's ranked, like, 14th? Shane Burgos. Yeah, perfect. Throw him in there Shane Burgos. I think that's a great, a great idea. I think it's a super favorable matchup for him, too. Yeah, I think Shane hits hard and still got a lot left, so – I don't think it's like I don't think it would be seen as like throwing shade to the wolves either. And then at 85, I'm I'm really high on this. On Kyle Braulio? Yeah. I mean the way he like, like dominated you, a Samba world champ, but you don't see that very often. So who, who's in the time who's like 14, 15 at uh, 85? Chris Weidman, Emin Shabazian, Andre Muniz, Brad Tavares. Andre Muniz is a really bad matchup for him. Uh Tavares. I don't mind Tavares. Tavares is a good fight for him. Yeah, Tavares is ranked 12, actually. Um Maybe maybe Shabazian. Shabazian's on a real rough patch right now. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't want to give, like, I mean, if you're trying to – Shabazian wouldn't take that fight probably. He doesn't want to fight another grappler. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, probably Tavares. How about Calvin Gastelum? Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. Andre Muniz needs another fight right now because uh, Uriah Hall had to drop out. So I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering where you put Andre Muniz. It'd be interesting to see who they get for him. I mean, it seems like they're kind of trying to feed Kelvin out of the division with like yeah. all these guys that they're giving him. And I think this is something that you can possibly look at to do that, you know? Kyle's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge Kelvin fan. I'm a big Kelvin fan too. It just kind of seems like he's taking a bit of a downturn. For sure. Um, anybody else you want to talk about? Not in particular. I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. Happy we can talk about uh, William Knight. We never talked about that, dude. He sucks. Yeah, he's really bad. <laughs> but he's not really bad. I mean, he's a good one. But I, I think that the heavyweight experiment for him is done. He's just too short. Uh, he's got to go back to 205. Or he could be cut. I mean, uh, he was like, you know, he got a lot of press just because of, like, his physique and the lifting numbers. But I just don't think, like, he's a fighter, you know. like. I mean, he is. He's an okay fighter. But, you know, he's not at that caliber yet. And now he's on a two-fight losing streak. Um, and we'll be seeing, you know, a do or die for him fight probably next up. This fight was on short notice too, just to help the card. Um, Devin Clark, great win for him. Still clearly a 205 pounder. William Knight, I don't know. I don't know if he'll make it again. He's two, 251 on the scale. So it's tough. He's like, what is he like, 5'9 or something? Yeah. And like, bench is like 500 pounds apparently. 495, 495. I watched it. Pretty intense. All right, I think that's all. Um, just a quick little recap episode this week. Uh, get into a full content episode at some other point this week, but glad to be back with you guys, and we'll do our best to keep putting out on-time content. Thank you, yeah. guys. Appreciate um, it. Pretty decent card coming up next yeah. week. We'll talk about it this week. Yeah, decent. All right, peace. peace.